0: Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay, and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage, and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need a pick-me-up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom, Episode Three Husbands and Homeschooling. How are you doing, Rochelle?
1: Oh, I am doing wonderful. How
0: are you? I'm doing well. Thank you all for joining us today. Um we are this is a topic we kind of talk about a lot how our husbands interact with our homeschool, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. It is is very something that's always on the tip of our tongue, something we're always discussing is the roles that we take in homeschooling with our husbands, yes.
0: Well, um my husband's name is Caleb for those who don't know <laughs> so if I reference him, that's who I'm speaking of. But um he is my husband is generally you know aware of what we're doing in our home school and uh he's he's hands-on you know if I ask him to be uh, he he works obviously outside of the home but um he knows what what curriculum I'm using because I I rope him into looking through all the catalogs with me I don't know that he's a huge fan of that part <laughs> <But> <laughs> He he's more the one that uh, pulls me back in ropes me back in and tells me You know, that I need to just stick to the one curriculum instead of trying 500 different things. But, (laughs) um, so I guess he's the, uh, the foundation. The, (laughs) is a a lot of people just call the dad the principal?
1: (laughs) Right. I've heard that. Yeah. So how does,
0: how does Phil interact with your school? I I think principal is actually
1: a, a really good term for that because he's the one that, If there has to be a deciding vote in anything, you know, or I'll go to him and ask him, like, if I'm not sure exactly which curriculum to pick. But usually that's only if it's math or science because that's where he's gifted. So I'll constantly ask him for that particular thing. Or if there's a discipline issue, while I do handle it during the day, I feel that it helps to get him involved in that as well. So it's, you know, it helps kids – take homeschooling seriously because oh dad's watching too and he's interested and he knows what's going on and it helps the dad to also have a connection there so he knows what's going on but he always exactly. you know we, we right we discuss you know what the kids are going to study he was a big part in um, helping decide what our son would be studying for the last couple years of school and he went to a homeschool convention and took notes on taking college classes during the high school years and so he tackled all of those while I went and listened to some other ones so it we take it as a, a team in a sense even though he doesn't actually do the teaching and he's not doing it the day-to-day but he right. does check in and I mean if he's on vacation he often will teach He'll ask to. He'll say, where's their stuff? And he'll, he'll want to teach particular things or, you know, he knows that he knows math so much better than me and he can do all these object lessons and he's really excited about showing the math in that particular way, real hands on. So during vacations, he'll do that. Or if one of the kids needs a little added tutoring in the evenings or on the weekends when it comes to like a science or a math as, and, and you see the theme there is science and math. That's yeah, exactly. Mine.
0: Well, that, that's where my husband excels is the, the math and the sciences. And the, my husband definitely has an interest in uh, the biblical side and theology. And so he really loves sitting and talking with the kids about that. And that's kind of our Saturday morning breakfast time. He, my husband makes pancakes every Saturday. And that's kind of our tradition as we sit down. And then we we do kind of a little family devotion time while we eat pancakes. So That's all part of school, even on the weekends. Look (laughs) at that. Praise and pancakes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Praise and pancakes. Hey, that's what we're going to name it from now on. (laughs) I I like that. (laughs) Praise and pancakes. And I I like that that
1: it's on a Saturday because we often think of schooling as weekdays. So sometimes, because our husbands work during the week, we don't really think about their involvement on the weekends, or we don't think of it as an, Oh, we don't want to do any more classes, but look how he, you know, living is learning and learning is living and homeschooling exactly. is 24 seven. So for, for him to take a role on a Saturday that, you know, a, a godly fatherly role that is still part of the whole homeschooling, educating your children. That's still part of that experience. So even if it's just a Saturday morning, that's, it's all, if all your husband has time to do, is instruct your children in the ways of the Lord once, even if it's once or a few times a week or every night when he prays, you know what, that's, that's a blessing. That's really, that's amazing. If that's if that's all he's going to do or able to do based on, you know, the way he works or, you know, interest or whatever, that's really a great role for, for him to yes.
0: have. No, and I, I feel very blessed. And uh, we'll talk about the fact that, you know, there's different kinds of um roles that husbands and wives take on but i definitely feel i know that i'm blessed to have a husband that is his very concerned with um our spiritual leadership and that's something that uh i don't take for granted as we as we move throughout because just we're so busy i mean we've talked about that with all the the little kids and so i we do i guess miss our our weekly our weeknight devotions a lot of times just because it gets so hectic but I do treasure those moments on the weekends that we get to sit down and do that so but that's something you can't if you can't fit it in fit it in somewhere you know right yeah you don't have to do do it it on anybody else's time but
1: yeah there's no there's no right or wrong answer to when you do that type of thing
0: I think it's important to try and fit it in as much as you can. But, yeah, you can't sweat it if you miss it a few days during the week and you're able to do it for a really long time on the weekends. That's that's good, too. So pancakes and praise. Let's see how many people decide to (laughs) put that as their weekend tradition. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we were talking about, you know, the different – I had mentioned the fact that there's different kinds of husbands and maybe how they might interact with their families. And I was kind of trying to think up of some different types of marriage relationships and how they might approach their homeschooling. And I've seen husband and wife teams where the, maybe the husband works at home and maybe the wife works at home too. And they both kind of tackle the homeschooling schedule together. And so you know, the husband will take the the subjects that he likes, like you had mentioned, the math and the science, and maybe the wife does more the the arts and crafts or something like that, and they kind of split it up <laughs> and they tackle both the homeschooling and the housework in in a way that kind of sounds like a utopian dream, does it not? <laughs>
1: it does. <laughs> I would like that.
0: <laughs> I know that that sounds really neat. I we we don't do it that way. <laughs> No, we don't
1: either. Not everyone has that. If you have that, that's that's just wonderful. That's such a, you know, it's, it's a blessing to have a family that can be home together the majority of the time. It, I don't find a lot of families that are able to have that, but if you do, that's great. Yes. But I think it's more the norm that, you know, dad has to work 40 hours or more a week, and he'll, he'll be out of the home. And by default, the mom is, you know, the teacher of all subjects. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either, it, but we just want to make sure that the husband still has some type of role so he stays connected because homeschooling for, I don't know, for, for a mom is a big deal, okay? I mean, that sounds, yes. I don't even, that almost sounds like I'm minimizing it by saying it's a big deal, but it's, it's something that it, we devote so much time, so much of our heart to, and we talk about it all the time. Homeschool moms love to talk curriculum and, and how to teach a class and, you know, what classes are we taking or what are we going to do. I mean, it's just something that we just we live for. And it's going to, you know, get into every aspect of our lives. So it's nice to have your husband involved because it is such a big part of your family. It's a big part of family for your children as well. So any involvement that your husband can take it would be a good, you know, it would be a good thing. But, you know, exactly. not everybody has that situation either. So that's something that we would like to address as well because we don't want anyone Right. To, I mean, we've just praised our husbands for the wonderful influence they have on our families exactly. And the,
0: the involvement
1: but, that they have. But you know what? That hasn't been that way in my house the whole time.
0: And exactly.
1: it's not that way in a lot of people's homes for a variety of reasons. So depending on that reason will depend on how you handle it. Uh, When I first started homeschooling, my husband was, I mean, he was raised by a teacher and a pharmacist, and the whole idea of homeschooling was foreign to him. And I was not raised, I was not homeschooled. In fact, I had never even heard of it until probably junior high, and I only heard of one girl that was homeschooled. And I thought it was the craziest thing ever. (laughs) So it was came out of left field that I'd even want to homeschool when the time came. And for him, it was like, okay, this is weird. Why would, you know, he had no idea why anybody would want to. And we weren't around very many people at that time who did. So he let it go as an
0: experiment.
1: He said, well, try it for kindergarten, thinking it's going to last a year and she's going to send him to school. <laughs> you know, try it. Try he he didn't know year. how
0: stubborn you are.
1: <laughs> he did it. He just did not realize because he was like, okay, go ahead and try because I already had, you know, one entering kindergarten and one that was going to be home, you know, three. I had a three-year-old also. So he figured, well, okay, um, if you're going to be home with the children still anyway, because at that time I was doing home daycare. And then go ahead, try kindergarten, see how that goes, and then we'll go from there. And it seemed like every year was almost like an experiment. Every year was like, okay, go ahead, that worked. You can Let's try it again and see how it goes year by year. And then it came where he said, okay, junior high, they got to go to school because there's no way you're going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to teach these kids junior high, so they have to go to school. And you know, so that was like, okay, well, there's a compromise I can deal with. And but then when junior high came, he changed his mind and said, no, they can stay home for junior high. They have to, uh, but they do have to go to high school. There's no way you can teach high school at home. There's no, you're not going to be able to. Do it. <laughs> there's just no way. And I'm like, okay, because you know, he's unaware of all the resources that are out there that right. help people homeschool yeah. high school at home. He's thinking it's going to be me with a book struggling through algebra, you know, like, there's no way you can teach a child algebra. And he's right. There's no way I personally could. So, (laughs) you know, so high school came for my oldest and she wanted to go and he wanted her to go. So she did go. And then he slowly began to change his mind. The more he became involved. And then after going to a homeschool conference, and then it was, you know what, if they don't want to go or if you want to make you know, bring my son home because he was in school at the time also, he said, "You know what? I think that's a great idea." And now he's like, "I don't." He has doesn't care if they ever go to school. As long, you know, he's like, "That's fine." But he, they don't had to, go he had or... to
0: see how it worked out and had to experience it throughout the years to come to that point. And right. I think a lot he of, had to see I think it. A yeah. lot of dads are like that. Um, I my husband had a really good high school experience and was you know, on the football team and play different sports. And it was a very good experience. I, on the other hand, didn't feel like I had a very good experience. I ended up homeschooling my senior year, actually, to be able to graduate early. And I had homeschooling friends that I was close with. And so, to me, homeschooling was just what I wanted to do. Uh My husband, on the other hand, was very – um At first, skeptical about it, but both his sisters ended up homeschooling their kids, and so we kind of just fell in suit. And, you know, we still have young children, but each year he seems to get more on board with, you know, how they get stuck in the public way of doing things where you have to have the strict schedule and go through so many mm-hmm. subjects in a year and that's kind of, that's where we're waiting through right now is the more flex how homeschooling should have a more flexible timeline <laughs> and, right. um, and, and so where I might be a little too flexible with it uh, he he again reins me back in but at the same time I'm trying to show him that, uh, I, you know I guess convert him to the the ways of more flexible homeschooling schedule that you always tell me I'm allowed to have. <laughs> I get my yeah, freedom I from you. <laughs>
1: I think that's important to also know that sometimes it can become a battle between the, you know, mom and dad about homeschooling because mom thinks it's the best thing and dad doesn't. But I think that sometimes, and I think that it's good to remind yourselves that both of you love your children just as much. It's not a lack of love that wants them in school. It's not a lack of love that wants them out of school. It's not anything like that. It's that each of you may just come from a different perspective. You know, there's still, some men are still concerned about, well, for instance, my husband, he was concerned about being able to be consistent, being able to meet those markers that you would meet in school. He was concerned about socialization, that little that great myth right there. Uh, but he was Socialization concerned he was concerned. Yeah, he was concerned about opportunities, you know, would there be any missed ones? You know, he had a great time in high school and he you know you know, he's talking about sports and a lot of other things. I had a good high school experience. So uh, I didn't I wasn't super involved, but I didn't have a bad time in high school. I didn't hate school by any means. In fact I really love education. But I think that sometimes the way they come at it is they're trying to think, well, is it the best thing for them to be home? Because they're comparing it to what they see as the norm, what they see as, you know, but how will they get to be the star of the football team? Or how will they get to be able to, you know, join all these clubs and meet all these people? And how am I going to know for sure that when fifth grade ends, they met the standards to pass fifth grade? Exactly. Can I trust that they're going to do their work every day and that you are capable of grading, assigning, and all of that. I mean, they have those concerns, and they're not. You know what? The concerns are not invalid concerns, and they're actually pretty easy to combat. They're, so the best thing, the way to handle it is, it shouldn't really be an argument. It should just be, well, what? What are your reservations about it? And then you don't need to discuss the whole thing that evening. It should be, what are your reservations? Let's get it all down. What are my reservations? Because every homeschool mom knows when she goes into it. She's not 100% confident herself. So what are the reservations of homeschooling? Write them down. And then you know what? Take that your list and go research it. Go figure it out. And then come back with a plan. And come back with a compromise. And and see how that goes.
0: Don't you think that so much of the interaction is played out in how you – your marriage roles though um, according to the bible because you and i believe that the bible affirms that the husband is head of the home and we were taught you had mentioned about how um you know if we see our husband as the principal in making these final decisions to where we can open up this forum where they we each put forth you know what our concerns are um, but if we view our marriage in the light of the bible then, and the husband as head of our homeschool and our home, then I do think that that makes it a little bit easier with us just bringing, coming together and making those decisions together where uh, in the same way that we talk about anything in life, we're also bringing homeschooling to the table and just outlining what our concerns are. Like you said, how we just, we, we both love the children and want to, what are best for them? And so when the husband brings, you know, if, if he's got, if he's concerned about socialization, all of these things and the wife's coming forward and saying, well, you know, my heart is really wanting to be, I love the children and I want to be the teacher of our children and I feel like I can do this. And then the husband actually coming behind the wife and supporting her in it. What a beautiful picture that is in marriage right. to be able to see that fulfilled, don't you think? Right, because it's not a competition if there's no the
1: concerns, if one says, I'm not real sure, and it's not an insult, because I'll tell you, I, there are times when my husband would be kind of iffy on homeschooling, kind of iffy on me teaching older grades, that I was insulted. I would think he doesn't have confidence in me. He doesn't think I can handle this. Like, who did he think he was marrying? You know, I mean, I'm really, I'm <laughs> take it personally. And exactly. Yeah, no, I, and I have the
0: same problem. It is easy to take it personal, and it's easy to get offended. I had to think of it like, well, what if he told me that, you know,
1: he was going to homeschool and I was going to go to work? I'm thinking, well, wouldn't I have some questions? Just because they're my kids, too, and I'm, I'm curious. You know, wouldn't I want to, you know, wouldn't wouldn't I want to know my role? Wouldn't I want to know how he was going to handle the days? Of course I would. Wouldn't I have, like, what, like how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? Or how are you going to teach high school chemistry? Well, for him, I don't think I'd say that. It would be, how do you teach high school writing? How are you going to do that? And it wouldn't be me. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be disrespectful, and it wouldn't be an insult. So I think that that is, we, we can't come at it from a defensive point of view.
0: It has to exactly.
1: be, okay, we love the kids, we love each other, we're going to make this decision together, and we're not, we're going to take everybody's questions, and we're not going to take it personally, because it's not an insult. It's not an insult that they wonder how you're going to teach algebra. Because you know what? That's a pretty good question, because I couldn't teach it. <laughs> okay, <So, laughs> that's a pretty good question. <laughs> I have that question too. See, that's the thing is, I have those questions, well, how am I going to teach you this? But then somehow when he asked, I got insulted. <laughs>
0: You, you want <laughs> to feel his support that even if you both see weaknesses in you, you want to know that he's not sitting in judgment of you, but that he'll come beside you and support you as he does in other areas of your marriage.
1: Right. And how silly would it be if I were to say to him,
0: you know, I'm, I'm going to teach, I'm going
1: to teach my son calculus this, you know, his senior year and he knows how I am with math. How silly. What would I think of him if he would like not even question it? was like does he not care?
0: <laughs> he well, mean, i have not think I'm doing. <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you got do you have defined educational roles in your home? I mean, do you have you ever actually sat down and talked about that? Uh, do you have a more defined? No, no. Outline? You know what?
1: I really didn't because when we first started, it seemed like it was my thing. In fact, my okay. husband will almost say she homeschools, not we homeschool. So it oh, was, okay. when it first started, it was, yeah, she's homeschooling the kids. Yeah, she, you know, this is what she's doing. And it's not like he wasn't there if I had a question. It's almost like it was like this was her, this is what she's doing. This is what she decided to do. And I'm going to see how it goes, you know. And so at first it seemed like everything was, this was on me to see how this whole thing was going to, you know, shakedown here. And as time went on and he became more involved, then slowly our roles developed, you know, as far as, you know, how I would approach him and how – because I started by every time the kids would do work, they'd have their little folders, and they would show it to him when he got home from work, the little things that they'd done. I mean, we didn't do a lot of things with workbooks, but when we did, or if they took a test, because I I do spelling tests and I do math tests, then – You know, I would have them show him because, you know, kids like to do that. They like to show off their work. And I thought, well, that would get him connected, you know, because he would see the work that's going on and that they were excited to show him and that they were, you know, asking questions about it, and it would be a topic of conversation. So as time went on, then the roles became a little more clearly defined, whereas I am the main teacher and I am in charge of the scheduling, And I can pick whatever curriculum that I want, but I do ask his opinion on certain things. And had I not asked his opinion on certain things, I would have, you know, because I wanted his opinion. But had I not, I probably would have made, you know, some mistakes. And he's because he's really helped me understand how to teach certain things or given me another perspective on stuff. So it it, then he became like, okay, well, you know, they're kind of not doing like they're, they're Work like they're supposed to, and I've already punished them, but can you go and talk to them as well because if you take it seriously, they're going to take it seriously so over time, as he it became more defined, so we'd never had that where we sat down and started from the beginning, but I think that that's what should be done because I think that helps both people instead of it seem seeming compartmentalized like this is what she does okay. and so it did help over the years that he got more and more involved. It did help that he went to, a home, you know, a couple of homeschool conventions and he was, like, really interested. And now he saw, you know, all the possibilities that were out there and that he sees all the things that are, you know, everything that can go on, all the co-ops and all these field trips we go on. So he's always kept up to date with what's going on. And, then, and that's when he started, just a few years ago or so, is when he started asking to – you know, he was had a week off and he's like, Can I teach this week? Well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll do it. You know, and he wasn't just a few subjects, he was gonna do it all. You know,
0: and well, the, I Hey, like, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try and get in on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> like that's,
1: that's great. So basically it it turned into by 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 the fact that he worked so much that he became more of the principal and the consultant and then on you know, on his vacation, he became, helped out with a little more teaching, but he doesn't help out with schedule because that's where we would collide. He's very okay. scheduled and I'm very much not. And because he sees the progress with the kids, he doesn't, he's like, okay, I guess whatever crazy thing she's doing, he calls me the flower child of education because he's like, she just <laughs> thinks, woo, she can just go all day and just like, look at the beautiful wind and look at all the. You know, let's <laughs> go to the park and learn about nature. And he's like, um, let's sit down at the desk and let's do everything in this book.
0: <laughs> let's drill so, through the worksheets, right?
1: <laughs> right. So we have a different approach, but he's not – he he's good with hands-on, but we do have a little bit of a different approach when it comes to things. But over time he saw that it does work and that he can trust me with my crazy schedule. And I think that's another thing that's important is that – you can't – it's hard to teach if your husband or, or – however, you know, it, it's difficult to teach outside of your own comfort zone or your learning – or I'm sorry, your teaching style. My teaching style is not that I get everybody up at 8 o'clock, make sure they do all this, do this, blah, 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 you know. Now, I do that a little more as they're getting older just because their subjects are getting harder and they spend a little more time on certain things. But um, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not very scheduled in that particular way. I don't write down how many pages you're supposed to do today because we might do less, we might do more. I have goals for them, but they're more broad. And I, I would not work well if I had to be confined to a schedule. The same way someone who is very schedule-oriented would probably feel very uncomfortable if you then told them to unschool or go into, like, a Montessori-type education or Charlotte Mason type, you know, that True. something that's a little more st- or anything student-driven, that they would not feel comfortable, and then they would not be as effective as a teacher. And because he understood that, well, she's just more effective this way. I'm seeing the kids are doing great. She, she seems like everything's happy here. I'm going to trust that she's doing her best. I'm going to trust in this particular teaching style that's not my own, because just because it's not your own doesn't mean it's wrong. So I think that having that trust in someone, that they may do things different than you, but it doesn't mean it's going to be less effective.
0: So I well, think that's a conversation
1: one, that you need to have.
0: Yes. And what, one of the things we had talked about specifically for our audience to try and hone in on some of these things that we have been talking about is, and it would help build that trust uh, in allowing the husband to understand what is going on in the homeschool, to keep up to date, and still – and to be able to, I guess, bring forward questions that they might have or concerns in the opposite end where the, the wife can then return and do the same in the other direction is the, the possibility of doing maybe a yearly assessment and then of the homeschool before a new school year starts. And then coming back around and doing either monthly or quarterly assessments. And you can joke and call that a a PTA, (laughs) you know, for your, your homeschool, but something where you and your husband come together and actually talk about the homeschooling of your children in depth. And I actually, I had, I had outlined a few questions that I thought would help our audience. Uh, And I had run them by my husband and he made a joke he was like are you trying to tell me something that these are the <laughs> questions that you have for me <laughs> but what if you're if you're looking at yearly assessments what are some of the questions that you think would would need to be asked as you start a new year as um from the husband to the wife and the wife to the husband as you're going into a new homeschooling year do you think you were talking about not compartmentalizing the roles so much do you think that defining what the roles of the mom and dad in the homeschooling year will would be would that be helpful at the start of each new year because i mean uh work schedules change for moms and dads and uh you know if the mom works at home or out of the home and I think kind of nailing down schedules, things just change so quickly between year to year that what it looks like in the younger years is not what it's going to look like in the older years. And you know that better than anyone, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. Things change, and they change quite a bit over the years.
1: It is good to, every year, I mean, call it a principal teacher date night and, you know, go out without the kids, but then you're going to break the date night rule because you're going to talk about the kids, but... (laughs) Consider it a little extra date night because now it's business. So it's, you know, it's your principal teacher date night. And, you know, it's kind of discuss because it depends. If something has changed, you know, somebody's work schedule or as a child, any of those transition ages, as a child goes into middle school or high school, you know, you're going to want to sit down and discuss scheduling or vacation times. We always do a lot centered around my husband's vacation. You know, I'll make sure that uh, we're on – I try to – tailor everything around his vacations as far as what we might be doing um, that he might be want to do with us, he might want to be involved with, or for us to take vacation and forget school altogether. And so we want to make sure that we come together on that. Because I think, you know, Dad's vacation, he doesn't, we, we don't want as a family necessarily for every vacation to just go on with life as normal. I mean, it's okay to take that week off and or it's okay to switch things up a little bit and i think that that's it's a good idea. It's also a good idea that's a good time to set your budget because you don't yeah. want to have any any issues with that. We have to always maintain because you brought up a really good point about um this being part of our biblical roles and head of the household, we don't want to dishonor our roles as submissive wives by handling our homeschool like it's just ours or like, well, but my child really needs that $500 curriculum, even though I just spent $600 and our budget really is <laughs> only 300 Okay, you don't want to do that. Your husband works really hard for his money, and if you're working, I know you work really hard for your money, too, because Lindsay and I both work. We do. We all work very hard for it. And we don't want to dishonor that provision. We don't want to dishonor the blessing of our work being fruitful by spending in a way that's going to cause strife between us, between our husbands and, and ourselves. So, set the budget and stick within the budget. And if yes. something doesn't work, if you if you did overspend on a curriculum, like you spent and well, it didn't. It's not the curriculum that really fits our family. Okay, well then discuss that. Or or what you probably would be a wise thing to do. And I actually didn't think of that until right now. I'll have to remember that. Is that add in a little padding for that? You know, add in, like, okay, if my budget's going to be $600 this year or $1,000, I don't know what most people's, what their budgets are, but whatever that may be, then if your budget's 600 then only spend 500 and save 100 for maybe that extra workbook that you might need. Or maybe you're advanced really fast. Or maybe um, there's a field trip or something else. You know, put a little padding in there so you can still stay within that budget. Because it is
0: on. If if you get stressed for money too, you to, can sell you can sell curriculum too. So that's one more thing that you always got to remember. Right, all these groups on Facebook and things that you can find to sell your used curriculum. That if you need some padding, that's that's one way to find padding. <laughs>
1: right, because we don't certainly don't want to have money arguments or money money issues, either. So that's another thing you can discuss at a yearly. Uh, assessment is your budgeting and how you're going to take care of things like that.
0: One thing that I have found very helpful in our discussions about this is to actually speak what both uh, our goals are for our children's long-term education. So, like, what do you, what do you want to actually see your child become at the end of of this homeschooling journey, and as an adult? And I think that that's very helpful because we get so caught up in uh, things that don't matter a lot of times. And if your if your homeschool schedule is just packed to the brim, we were talking before about joy um, in episode two about how we pack our schedule so full to the brim, and it's just overflowing. And then we lo- It's a quick way to lose your joy. And if you can talk about that with with your husband and actually come to an agreement about what you want the end result of your homeschooling to be, it can actually take a lot of weight off, I think, a burden off the schedule. Um, so many people think that they need to have every subject there is out there in their homeschooling schedule. But what are the main necessities to make sure that your child uh, is going to grow up and you know, be a quality citizen and be knowledgeable about Mm -hmm. things in general, but also just glorify God. And you might not need that extra art class.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're exactly right. You may not. In fact, even during your day, you can let a subject go. The way I do it sometimes, as long as my kids have finished reading and they finished math and we've done our Bible, if something, you know, it, then the day is up for grabs. I mean, I have
0: other That's things That's what planned, you have always told me to that, happen, I've remembered that.
1: Yeah, if something were to happen, I'm not going to feel bad about my school day because life happened when I, we've got math and reading done. So we always do that first, math, Bible, math, reading. If we get those things done, then whatever happens, happens, and we just roll with it. My husband would always say to me, you never account for life. He goes, life happens, and then you get mad because it messes with your schedule. He goes, you have to account <laughs> for life. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and, and not being a very scheduled person, it's it's kind of funny that I get a little stressed out about that. But I planned on doing this big, huge history project today, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> well, you know what? It didn't happen. It's okay.
0: <laughs> that, that's exactly why that timeline never got done. <laughs> you, the exactly. person who never does a timeline. <laughs> it's because life happens. <laughs> well, and all of these questions that we've talked about, also, it shouldn't just be be a annual event, probably should be talked about monthly or quarterly, depending upon your relationship with your husband. And just going back over the same question of, you know, covering each individual child's successes and challenges in the moment, what are their disciplinary needs? Uh, I regularly, this is probably a a weekly event for me going over my time management issues. Uh, I struggle with that between... Working from home and homeschooling and balancing all that. And I know you do as well, but it's something that I talk about with my husband often. And he tries to help me in that area as much as, as he can for working outside of the home. But it's helpful for me to revisit that with him often to keep me accountable, even. And, and I do that with you as well. You keep me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I, th- I just think that these meetings are very important because if we just let it go, then we can't expect, if we're not keeping them, uh, keeping our husband up to speed about what we're doing, we can't expect their involvement if we're not presenting it to them. So we don't right. We don't want to, we don't want we don't to want ignore to nag their involvement. Yeah, we exactly. don't want to nag
1: them about being involved because maybe they seem like they, you know, maybe they're not really that interested in it for a lot of reasons. There could be reasons why they're just like, well, I thought that's something that she's taking care of, or I trust her to do it, or, well, I'm not the one that's teaching, so, you know, maybe he, he, you know, he feels, he may not even feel disconnected, you know, so you really have to talk to your husband to see what's going on. Like, are you feeling disconnected? Do you feel like we're doing something outside of you because it should be a family thing, or we don't, certainly don't want a disconnection? or someone, Well, that's maybe a very a good manage-
0: point. About, Maybe he doesn't feel disconnected. Yeah, well, yeah, he might not. And that's, you know, we – i I've done a little bit of studying of personality types lately. It's just been interesting to me. And uh, as Christians uh, talking about marriage, we talk about, you know, our love languages and stuff like that. And that is something to really pay attention to. I, I actually was thinking specifically about my husband, who is more of an introverted personality, And I was thinking, you know, if I asked him to be head of a co-op and that was just something that I felt like he needed to do and I, I nagged him about it, that would not be a positive thing for our marriage. So I think we have to balance our expectations as well where we do want them to be involved, but we need to also ask for their involvement in a way that, is acknowledging where they're at. Does that make sense? Where mm-hmm. what their right. strengths, what their strengths and interests are, um, and not just waylay them and think that ours are, is the perfect and right way to go.
1: <laughs> or just ask them. What kind of involvement would you like to see? Well, you know, what yes. kind would you like to have? Because we want you involved. We want you to be a part of this. What kind of part do you think that you could play in this? And you know what? If if you want a very small role then don't feel bad about that. Let it happen. And maybe naturally he'll grow to have a bigger role, or maybe he won't. Because what's the most important thing that we're going to teach our children throughout all these years? We're not only going to teach them math and spelling, but we're also going to teach them how to have a marriage. We're going to teach them how to interact as a couple, you know. and That's a good point. So if we don't want to have any kind of strife, and we don't want to – you know, if he doesn't want to be involved very much, but you're not questioning his love for you or your children, he just, for whatever reason, doesn't necessarily want to teach a class or doesn't want to be part of a co-op or just wants you to just show him when you got an A on a spelling test. Maybe that's all the interaction he feels he needs. And you know what? Then go with that. Go take his lead so you don't cause friction. And so things aren't being taken personal because and, that's and when things I get think a little
0: crazy if you feel like there should be more participation i think that it is completely okay to con- you know not nagging but consistently and kindly ask for help in certain areas you know if if you are struggling with time management or if there is just too much on your plate in a week uh to ask for some help in a certain area and um always prayer <laughs> uh, you know what there is uh, praying for your husband and for your relationship with your husband and for him to understand you better and for you to understand him is not going to hurt anything. It will only help. <laughs> right. So Absolutely. whatever the situation is. Three things I, I had actually thought about to, in, to help motivate the unmotivated dad, uh, maybe three easy ways to help them find a place in your homeschool. And we had kind of, Uh, recap these and what we had said before but one of the things was based on his strengths and interests allow dad to take a class on the weekend or a subject like you had talked about and this way we can just neatly package it for the audience but if your husband is great with math or science or maybe he's an artist you know let him take a subject that interests him and just roll with it. If he wants to get a curriculum for it, if he wants to do it, whatever, you know, on a, on an evening or on a weekend, I just say let him have it. I, I actually got a um, big Pilgrim's Progress curriculum that my husband's going to go through with the kids because <laughs> oh. that's his thing.
1: I saw one of those, and I was so close to clicking, and I'm like, I need to buy that. Oh, I think I click. know exactly which it's one you're talking me about. In. I clicked. <laughs>
0: but on the thing, <laughs> well, going towards, though, you know, I have had way too much on my plate, and we've gotten behind in science, and so I asked him to take over science experiments on Saturdays, and he agreed to that, so that's one of those areas that, you know, it wasn't something that we agreed upon at the first of the year, but it is something where I've struggled in time management. I've gotten behind, and he's going to help me out with that, and it's okay to ask for that help if you know that you need it. Another way that a dad can, we were talking about the Pilgrim's Progress curriculum, is family devotions. It's a great place for the husband, an appropriate place for the husband to be the head in spiritually leading the home. Now, I do think that not um every dad feels comfortable starting out doing that and some women are more uh endowed lead, you know in the leadership area <laughs> and so uh but i think that plays out different in every marriage but still having the dad be able to lead in prayer and to lead in family devotions if he is willing is a really neat way for the dad to get involved And one other thing that I had actually heard that I thought was a really neat idea and I've been wanting to start at our home is doing uh, more involved dinner conversations where it's a little bit more planned out. Now, this might not be everybody's cup of tea, but um, I had heard at a marriage conference we were at recently where the dad said that he did highlights of the day around the dinner table and so all the kids would gather around, you know, and they'd be eating, and he would say, what's your high and low of every day? And so as they would go around and talk about what their high was during the day and what their low was during the day, and that would just help to keep, you know, the conversation at the dinner table personal. Isn't that kind of neat, that idea of like high and low? Yeah, I like Do you think that. your kids would participate? I think
1: it'd be weird at first, but eventually they would.
0: <laughs> it'd become a tra- <laughs> Maybe it'd become a tradition.
1: Maybe it could. My husband at the dinner table, often what he would do as the family's talking is he would, when the kids were, especially when the kids were younger, not so much now, a little bit, but my kids now are the ones that are at home are 17, 11, and 8. But he would um, say a, a letter, and then we'd go around the table, and I'll have to say an animal. Or he would oh. ask them to name all the states they can name. Or name all the states as they got older. Uh, name two states that border this particular state. You know, he and it would be fun. He thought it'd be like this fun little quiz time, and the kids loved it. They didn't feel like they were being quizzed or anything. They just thought it was like this really cool, like trivia game. So it, it was kind of a fun thing that we did. And sometimes he'd pick a letter, or he'd say, name as many different dog breeds as you can, or we'll go around the table, everybody name one. You know, and it was that. That's always kind of fun. They had they got a kick out of that.
0: That's neat. Oh, and we can also add the pancakes and praise, I guess, to this list now. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I love that. So we love pancakes in our house. Lots of different
0: ways for dads to be more involved in the homeschool. <laughs> that's that's well, really.
1: Yes. And, you know, sadly, our time is about up. And we, as you can see, Lindsay and I could talk to you guys all night long, all day yes, long. Yes, true. If you wanted to. We just, we just love it. And we're so thankful that. You took time out of your schedule to listen to us today, and we hope that you join us next week when we discuss homeschooling backlash from friends and family and how to handle a child who is claiming that they want to go to school when you don't want them to. And did you know that you can be a part of the show? You can email Lindsay and I at info at com, or like us on Facebook and post or send us a message with your questions on anything homeschooling, parenting, what shampoo we use how to hide your emergency chocolate from your kids, whatever it is, you name it. Or you can also email us a suggestion with uh, something that you'd like to hear us discuss, you know, and uh, like what subjects are tugging at your heart, you know, where do you need encouragement. Just let us know, and your suggestion or questions may be used on a future podcast. Please be sure to check out our site, TalkingMomToMom.com, for more encouragement, tips, and homeschool talk. Don't forget to give us that five-star rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Again, thank you for joining us at Talking Mom to Mom, and we will see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.